Hi, hello. Welcome back to Lively Minds. This is your host, Marisol, and I'm here with my co-host, Nancy. Nancy, how are you doing today? Good. I actually had therapy today, thank God. So I'm doing better. How did that go? So it's my second session with this man. And it's so funny because I asked for a Christian woman and they gave me an atheist man. Like how wrong could they get it? <laughs> That's funny. But Did honestly, you tell him that? I did. Today I told him and he laughed. He was like, you're joking. And I was like, no, this, this is what I asked for. <laughs> so are you keeping him then? I think I am. I think I've already told my story. I've already cried with him. And I don't feel like crying with someone new. And he's actually pretty good. And I feel like he's already been helping me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it ride. That's awesome. Did you have a good day? I've had an okay. I feel like I've had a lot of um, very dreamy days recently. So I feel like I've just been going into hibernation and just trying to charge and come back a little bit better. But, you know, tomorrow is my Friday, so excited I feel like we're living opposite sides opposite lives my bad because I've been having like really fun crazy days like enjoying the city and my neighbors and I had for the first time ever I had the best Halloween as an adult I've always hated Halloween because mm-hmm. I, I always have high expectations and they're never met oh no well I just feel like I need to recharge very frequently I feel like I I just I have a social battery and it dies very quickly and I don't know I'm trying to I guess live with that (laughs) you got it you got it um I'm sure I'm sure you're handling it a lot better than like a couple years ago for um so guys this episode we are going to continue part two of Nancy's bipolar journey and where did we leave off last episode if I'm not mistaken I think the last thing I told y'all was that my first episode they basically I went to a mental hospital and I left and they told me I was fine and then I told y'all that then I had a second episode so that's kind of where I'm gonna start my second episode was in 2018 and I think money you were very much there for this one so was I not there for the first one either? Because I feel like I was. But I feel, I feel like, like I've been there for all more... of them. I think I, I think was. you were more for the second one. Okay. Am I wrong? Does that sound right? Because when you I, went I, with I... me with my dad, it was 2018. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I have a picture of us together at the doctor's office. Remember that with your dad? Because whenever I, I was mental, I always wanted to take selfies with everybody. I just remember going to the doctor, and I also, I don't know if you remember this, and I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I think you told your dad something very personal about me. Do you remember that? I think I did, and then my dad was mad. He was like, that's (laughs) fucked up. Do you remember that? I do remember that, but good for him for knowing. Yeah, he he was very shocked. He was so shocked. Do you remember his face? It was kind of priceless. I think I was in the backseat, so I don't remember. But anyways, we are getting off that. Do you you remember my dad's a big hunter? And he was like, he'll kill people. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember that part? I'm so sorry. Okay, I think we we should fill, do you think we should fill people in? What we're kind of talking about? Kind of. 
Okay, so it's up to you. Okay, so Nancy told her dad, and this is when you were you did you think you were manic at this point or I was so manic. Are you kidding? Okay, okay. So Nancy knows of a, a secret about me, or at the time it was more of a secret of a person that hurt me, and she told her dad that, and that's that's kind of what we're referring and, to right and now. And then I'm just gonna go into it because I kept telling my dad that it was gonna be World War Three and that he needed to protect Marisol because her dad was in Mexico, and I was like, you gotta act like. He's, she's your daughter and we have to keep her safe and my dad was like going along with it he was like I got you Marisol <laughs> he was like I got you I'm gonna protect you Nancy he was so sweet and I actually will always remember that I feel like anytime a man is like especially an older man is like oh you're safe with me I'm like oh my god you know because yeah yeah I get it so <laughs> now I'm gonna talk about 2018 for real so 2018 um I'm gonna blame Jesus for my second uh, manic episode um, because me and Jesus met on Tinder. Woo, how how original, right? We were swiping and we swipe right and we had a date on March fourth. It was a sushi date and it was like a really good date. And I was not manic when I met Jesus. So I'm gonna say that again. I was not manic when I met him. I met him when I was good. And we had a really great date, and I remember that it was so good that we didn't want the date to end, so we went bowling, and then the bowling was really fun. And I remember my mom texted me, and she was like, how's the date going? And I took a picture of Jesus, and I told my mom I'm going to marry this man. So, yeah, I manifested Jesus, just saying. Um, but point is that that was March 4th, and then me and Jesus got engaged on April 18th, and by then I was manic. Um, so what triggered it? So, like, what... Because the first time you got was, naked. Yeah, but what triggered it the first time, remember, was that because I thought I was no longer having rheumatoid arthritis. I thought it was cured. So I was so mm-hmm. happy that it was cured. So the second time that I went manic, and I say that I blame Jesus, is because I was, like, so infatuated with him. And I was so crazy about him. And I just was like, oh, my God, I met the love of my life. And, like, I really did meet the love of my life. But it was just too much for me to handle that I literally went crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That is crazy. So, so, so this was a two year difference, right? So right. two year. So in that in those in that two years, were you just normal? No, I was a little manic, but where I could still function, like I could still go to work, but like very mild. And like, because I remember I lived with my cousin Abby. Do you remember my cousin Abby? I do. Yeah. Do you remember that I went to live with her for like three months in North Carolina? Hmm. And when I lived with her, um, I was a little manic because I remember telling her brother, Junior, shout out to Rogelio Junior Rodriguez. Um, I remember telling him <laughs> that I was going to be Selena Gomez's best friend. And he used to be like, well, if she becomes your best friend, then let me meet Drake. And I was like, I got you. I was like, you'll meet Drake because of me. And um, he loved hearing me. So he would poke the bear. You know what I mean? He would try yeah. to like ask me questions because he thought everything I said was hilarious. By the way, when I'm manic, I can rap. You can ask my brother Kevin. I can rap, okay? And it's it's very. I'm very artistic when I'm manic. Uh huh. Um, but I'm getting a little sidetracked because this conversation is actually kind of funny to me now. Now, years ago, I could cry about it, but um, after me and Jesus got engaged, we actually took a trip to San Antonio, and my parents begged Jesus, and they were like, "Do not take Nancy to San Antonio. She was not okay." But for some reason, Jesus, I guess, was so excited to be engaged that he wanted me to meet his family. And he was not thinking because I was full-blown manic. So, to say the least. Question. No, hold on. So, 
did Jesus not realize he did but I think he was so hopeful he's such an optimistic person that he was like this is gonna be fine okay (laughs) and it wasn't fine it was not okay I was actually at my sister-in-law's house and then like I was trying to keep it together Marisol I was trying to keep it together trying to keep it together because I knew where I was you know what I mean I knew that I had Mm -hmm. to give a good first impression and I don't know what triggered it at my sister-in-law's house but I just I lost my shit and I thought I started telling her that there was going to be a war and she was just looking at me like what the hell is what the fuck you know and Uh I like now I'm so embarrassed about that because me and her have never talked about that like it's like an elephant in the room you know what I mean yeah um and she was really cool about it like she's very educated so I feel like she knows a lot but that's so embarrassing to me like if it I put myself in her shoes and if my brother brought to my home a manic girl I would be like Kevin what the hell are you thinking you know what I mean yeah so that was very strange so whenever you're mad can't control what's coming out of your when mouth. I like, say, no, yeah, I have like word vomit. It's so terrible. Like I okay. remember when I got fired at Electrolux. I do remember that. I remember I told everybody who called the damn phone that there was going to be a war and that I was like Harriet Tubman and I was going to help all the Mexicans who were going to be the Jews. Okay, so hold on. So to fill everybody in. Nancy used to work at a company called Electrolux, and it's a company where they have a people call. It's like a call center, so anytime you have issues or anything that you, you that, that deals with your appliance, you call in this company, right? And so Nancy worked there, and I later on started working there. So this is a call center. So Nancy, you said it was such a bad job, right, my son? It was such an awful job. No, no offense to Ziani because Ziani, she was um, the best. She, she was, was the so best, good. and she got me the job there, and I'm sure she got you the job there as well. Did I, she? I think I went to a temp temp agency and I got the job myself, but I think she told me how to do it. Uh, what did she didn't help me with? She like told me about it, and um, but I remember you telling that you on a call with somebody and that you started telling them crazy things and it's funny because later on whenever I started working there I asked oh God. Nancy because I, 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 I knew these people right because you could you can tell me about something right I knew these people now and I worked there and obviously that's not that's not a small thing you know so I remember asking Ziani about it and details about it. I don't remember the details now, but I was like, oh my God. I was like, and she said that they still had the recording. She said yes. she has a recording. Ziani says she listened to them. So, like, she knows all the crazy shit that I said. And she's still my friend somehow. <laughs> but, but what what did you tell these people again? So, this is how, like, you knew I was manic because remember I told you that numbers would speak to me? You know, people yeah. would call with their serial number to their fridge. And if there was like an 11 or a 7, my favorite numbers, I'd be like, okay, I can tell this person. And I would be like, look, <laughs> Donald Trump is president. And he's literally going to get try to get rid of all the people who are immigrants, Hispanic. And this is like the determination if you're going to heaven or hell. If you help them, you're going to heaven. And if you don't help them, you're going to hell. And you know, one lady really believed me. And she was like, yes, yes, yes. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's so. I remember you telling me that actually. That's, I want to listen to those recordings. I feel like Ziani never let me listen to them, but I 
really wanted to listen to them. Well, I, I hope they're, like, no burned thing. and, like, gone and they don't exist anymore. They're going to be leaked one day. They're, they're in, yeah, if I ever become famous, they're going to get leaked. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, me, let me go back. So I went to San Antonio Manic. That was not a good experience. And then from there, I went to Mexico City because, remember, every time I get manic, I try to go to Mexico. And in my head, when I went to Mexico, I went to Mexico to go live. Like, I remember I packed all my clothes, and I was like, I'm just going to live in Mexico. Like, this war is happening, and I'm not going to stay in the U.S. And I went to, um, eventually, my dad went to Mexico, and he tricked me because I thought I was going to Mexico with Jesus. And till this day, I don't really know if they coordinated it. Like, I don't know. But my dad was in Mexico, and I remember just being so mad when I saw him. Like, I was like, this is a trap. They're trying to lock me up. And I was right. They try to put me, I think I skipped when I was in the Georgia Mental Hospital, my bad, but I was in the Georgia Mental Hospital in 2018 for like a week or two. And you know what's so funny about when I was in the Georgia Mental Hospital? What? They gave me clothes for when my family came to visit me and Jesus swears that I was wearing a shirt that said, everyone loves a crazy girl. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they put that on me? He was staring at me. He was like, why did they give her this shirt? <laughs> Anyways. That's funny. And then I remember my experience in the Georgia Mental Hospital because it was called Coastal Harbor Behavioral Health. And it was not a good experience. Like, it was a lot of, like, low-income mental people. And um, they were all black. I was the only, like, non-black person the staff was black and I'm just gonna be really honest and say that I remember this lady like I remember I was just trying to talk and talk and talk because that's what I do right Marisol I talk and talk and talk and this nurse got tired this nurse got tired of me talking and she injected my ass and she was like shut up and she treated me bad like I won't forget it like I remember what did she Um, inject you with like a tranquilizer like a damn dog I guess she tranked my ass yeah so it, it knocked me out like it put me to sleep she was just so sick of me she was like i don't want to hear this bitch no more bam um <laughs> but i guess i don't know what those people's jobs are like so i really respect them so don't think i'm talking really bad about her i just from the other end you know like you can't see what's going on if that makes sense but basically i got out of that and then like from that georgia mental hospital to the mexican mental hospital it was probably like a month in between um, and when I went to El Fray in Mexico City, that was a whole experience. I think I've told you about it, Marisol. Yes. Um, I met a celebrity while I was in there. I don't know if I ever told you that. I think you told me that. He was an actor. Like I have one on, I have messages with him on Instagram because I found him on Instagram and I was like, do you remember me? Because nobody knew he was a celebrity except for me and this one other girl and I came up to him and I was like I know who you are and he was like do you and I was like blah 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 is your name and then he was like oh my god you do know who I am and then he was like why are you in here (laughs) but anyways the Mexico um mental hospital was a really interesting experience for me because first of all you shower with women in like like a jail like you can see everybody naked did you stare? I stared. I had never seen women naked. Is that bad? I don't know. I, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> so I was definitely like staring at everybody. And plus, I was crazy. So like, I feel like I was allowed to stare. 
Um, and there was uh-huh. there was a lot of lesbians there, and I remember being scared, but that was stupid because nobody wanted my ugly ass. <laughs> but uh-huh. the food was really bad, Marisol. The food was not good. Like the food was really bad. In the Georgia hospital, that was the best food ever because it was like a black lady who was making like the best macaroni and cheese. And then in Mexico mm-hmm. City, there was, like, not enough money, you know, because it's Mexico. The food was garbage. Like, it was so bad. Um, what else can I tell you? I, I remember one of the nurses. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what? it's so funny. When I went to the Mexico hospital, my aunt, who lived in Mexico City, was like, Nancy, whatever you do, do not tell them you're from the United States. It will charge you more money. Pretend like you're a Mexican. <laughs> as soon as I got there, I was like, I'm from the USA. <laughs> why did you tell him I that no I have no freaking idea and then they were like there was this one girl who spoke English and she said she was so sick of me talking English and she was like you think you're the only one who could talk English I can talk English too and that was like that's cool like okay she's like you're just trying to show off and I was like no I'm not like I just like talking English so did you only speak English there and no, everybody else no Spanish? I spoke Spanish I just let everybody okay. know that I could speak English. And some people were really, like, amazed by it. And other people were haters. But why did your parents take you to Mexico for a mental hospital? Like, why Mexico? Because we couldn't afford the mental hospitals here anymore. I got, like, a $200,000 bill from, like, these mental hospitals in the United States. My insurance mm-hmm. paid, like, 150000 And then they were charging me, like, and whatever happened to that? Did you ever pay that off? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't want to say because this is a recording. So I'm just going to say that I don't get any mail from them. Gotcha. Um, but I really don't know. I don't know what happened with that. When did you get out of the mental hospital? Um, honestly, I wish I had a date for you. But I don't remember. But, you know, I just want to talk about the mental hospital. It was so cool. It was like I went to a, a boarding school. You know what I felt like? I felt like I was living rebelde. Everybody had a u- uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, I had paint class, like art class. I had physical therapy. I had movie time. I had, like, education time. I had, like, social hour. We, there was even dancing. Doesn't that sound fun? That actually sounds like a good time. It was and such honestly, a good time. And I made friends. Like, one of the girls is still on my Instagram, and we're still friends. And then when I went to Mexico City, when I was all better, like, we hung out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like I've always wanted to be in a boarding school, especially growing up. Me, too, so with uniforms. I, with uniforms. Exactly. Yes. So that sounds fun to me. Yeah. But um, it was such, like, um, what can I say? I remember one of the nurses was trying to flirt with me. And I know you're like, Nancy, you're crazy. He wasn't flirting with you. But he wanted my papers. Like, I'm not kidding. He was like, let's get married and you get me to the U.S. <laughs> and I was like, I have a fiance. <laughs> I can't marry you. And so, hold on. Were you in contact with Jesus when you were in the mental no, hospital? Here's a because, funny story. Listen, no, listen, listen. I remember reaching out to Jesus. Or I don't know who I reached out to because you disappeared. And I was like, what happened to Nancy? And we were all trying to figure out what happened to Nancy. And I'm pretty sure I reached out to Jesus. And he was, like, also unaware of where you were at. But then eventually he told me. He t- What did he say, though? I think he told me you were in Mexico and you were at the mental I honestly don't remember, though. Um, isn't it crazy how our memory, like, we just start forgetting shit? It's so scary. Yes. But, um... I remember that there was one guy, he was gay. I remember that so clearly. I wish I knew his name, but he had a cell phone snuck into the mental hospital because you're not allowed to have a phone. And then like 
he was like in the social garden and he, like people were borrowing his phone to get on Instagram. So of course I made friends with him and I was like, I have to contact my fiance. And he was like, um, sure. Like, of course I'll help you if it's all for love. And I remember talking to Jesus on FaceTime or Instagram time or Snapchat time or something. And Jesus couldn't believe that I was calling because first of all, I'm not supposed to have a phone. And then <laughs> I remember I told him, I was like, Jesus, there's Jaguars in here. And he was like, what do you mean there's Jaguars? And then all of a sudden these people came and started screaming through the FaceTime. And they, these people really believed they were Jaguars. Isn't that funny? That, does he remember that? He does. And he, he, we talk about it all the time. Because he thought I was so full of shit. And when he saw them, he was like, holy shit, Nancy was not lying. And then <laughs> the scariest part, Marisol, about the mental hospital was I wanted to get out, obviously, right? Like, I remember praying so hard that I was going to survive because I started asking the people around during, like, social hour. I used to be like, how long have you been in here? And then people would be like, oh, I've been in here 15 days. And then one time I asked somebody and they were like, I've been in here six months. And then I started getting like anxiety and panic attacks because I was like, I cannot stay in here six months. Like, you know what I mean? I started mm-hmm. praying harder and harder. And I was like, God, get me out of here. I think I was mm-hmm. in there for like 16 days, though, which is a lot, Marisol. Can you imagine being locked up for 16 days? That is a long time. Were you able to see anybody? My family came to visit, but my family from Mexico, like people that I don't even know that well. You know what I mean? Yeah, so your dad or mom never came? Mm, no, they. my dad left. He went back to the U.S. because he had to work. So they left me with my Aunt Letty. Mm-hmm. She's super cool. She's she's the one I told you about that does this Reiki. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she's super duper cool. I love her. She's like one of my favorite aunts. But And the only reason I know her is because I went crazy and she had to take care of me. If not, I don't think I ever would have met her. Mm. Isn't that funny how life works out? But anyways, so I was in the fry, and then that's the hospital that gave me the right dosage and put me on Depakote. And Depakote worked for me for years. I think it worked for me. So I was like 24 when that happened. It worked for me for 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, all the way until 29. Because at age 29, so all those time, all those years I just mentioned, I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was not bipolar. I was not depressed. I was not manic. I was in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But then me and Jesus decided that we wanted to have a baby. And when we decided to have a baby, um, Depakote was not safe for pregnancy. So they mm-hmm. switched my medicine. And in the middle of switching my medicine, I had a manic episode. And this is when I had the falling out with you, Marisol, because I, it's whenever you saged my house. Do you remember? I do remember. So Marisol saged my house because I asked her to. And then um, when I went manic that time... I just saw demons in my house, and I blame Marisol for these demons in my house. Which right, is- and well, I guess I guess we're going into it, but so yeah, so Nancy, this is I guess where we make a full circle because I drove, I helped Nancy drive across the country um, whenever she moved from California to Georgia. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna sage her house because I sage my own house, like my home. I will open my little windows, and to me, it's like a like an energy thing. Like, I'm clearing out, like, bad old energy. energy. Yeah. yeah, like, bad energy. And we had just bought and, a big house. Like, remember? Like, like I wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think I think I was still smoking at the time. Because remember, remember like, we all got high, and we passed the energy ball around? 
I think so. Yeah. And then you gave me a massage. Do you remember you gave me a massage? Why did I give with you your a gun? massage? No. Okay, well, with your gun. With the Theragun. Your massage gun. Theragun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and I was like, that's so nice. So then eventually after that, Nancy, I think we were having a conversation. And then you, I think like, I think I felt you thinking that like I was the one that brought the demons into your house, but not exactly that. Because you started to, like, say weird things. And then I remember you blocking me. And then, like, suddenly, like, I was blocked from everything. And, yeah. That's what a manic episode is. You just lose reality. You lose touch with reality. And you start thinking crazy shit. Because I really thought Marisol was a witch. Like, legit. (laughs) Which, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world, in my opinion. No, I don't think so either. Because you always tell me that I could be a witch. Because I'm always pointing my finger. Yes. yes. But we are, I do not practice evil magic, by the way. I literally. No, no. I, well, I was, I, 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 I view witches a little different than that. Like, I, didn't I think you tell me just, like, you energy. saw witches in Mexico? On a, on, I did. Tell, tell us about that. Tell us about that. Tell us where you were, when you were, how old you were, what you know. That is, that is for another story. That is for another story. Okay. Or another episode. Um, I guess my life in Mexico. But. Anyway, back to your, because I feel like we're losing, we're like off track. Um, so anyway, and they stopped talking, and then we later on, you know, reconnected, and here we are. Um, but Nancy, I do want to ask you, how? What is it to live bipolar now? Like, how does that affect you on a daily basis, or does it affect you? This is a good question, and I really want to answer it seriously because I feel like I've been joking around this whole episode, even though I'm I'm answering everything honestly, but I kind of laugh because when I'm nervous, I laugh. But anyways, I feel like I'm one of the lucky people because I have medicine. I have TRICARE. My husband's in the military. I don't even pay for health insurance, and I am blessed to see a psychiatrist, a therapist, and have medicine, you know, like never run out of medicine. A lot of homeless people are bipolar. You know it. You know that, right? Like, you see them, like, not in touch with reality. They're begging for Mm -hmm. money. They're not working. And it's because they don't have medicine. If they had medicine, Marisol, they would be fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean, though? I do know. And some of them actually choose not to take medicine because, like I told y'all before, being bipolar feels so good when you're manic. Like, it feels so good. And when you're depressed, you feel like shit. You feel so low. And a lot of people, like, When they feel low, they feel so low. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like I'm a functioning bipolar. I have a job. A lot of people who are bipolar are on disability because you can get Social Security for being bipolar. And Mm -hmm. I think some people take advantage of it and some people actually really need it. So, you know what I mean? There's like there's like two sides to the story, you know, to the coin. Yeah. Um, For me, being bipolar is more like a challenge that I'm happy to overcome. And the only thing that I would say is that I still struggle to tell people that I am. Like just today, I was hanging out with my neighbors and I told one of my neighbors on the metro, like I was like, I'm bipolar. I don't know how it came up, but I told her. And it's always so hard to tell people, but I'm getting better at doing it because I don't want to hide who I am. And I do think being bipolar is part of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I do remember the question. Do you remember the question from part one episode? 
Yes, it is. Do you feel that being bipolar sometimes is weaponized against you? I'm going to say yes, and only by my mother. I think my mother has like PTSD from when I went to bipolar. And she really, anytime she sees me too happy, she knows that like, if I get too happy, that's what makes me like triggered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like when I moved here and I was really happy to be in Maryland or DC, whatever you want to call it. She like asked my sister, she was like, Amy, how do you see Nancy? Like, does she look normal to you? And my sister was like, yes, she looks normal. And it kind of made my sister mad, which I appreciate because my mom, just as soon as she sees me happy, she thinks like, oh my gosh, she's going to snap. And I hate that. Like, I hate that so much. Like, I wish I wish my mom could handle it better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Or maybe show it better, at least with you. Or hide it. Just hide it, because I don't want to hear about it. 100%. But what does it look like? So maybe that's like an external thing. What does that look like for you when you're alone and there's nobody around you or when you're just like living everyday life, like what does that look like for you in your brain, in your mind? Mm, if that makes sense. I think it does. Hold on. Let me think. Like when I think about being bipolar, I think about, I actually, I think about how I have a big imagination because when I do go bipolar, like the things I say, they're so funny. Like I remember one time I said like that, iPhones were like the forbidden fruit because they have an apple. You know how the apple's bitten on it? And I always yeah. I always say everything like it's related to God somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I go back to like Adam and Eve and like I think it's crazy how much of imagination I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I kind of feel like when I'm by myself, I... Sometimes... Like do you still hear voices? Oh, do hell no. Like... That would scare okay. me. That would scare the <laughs> shit out of me. No, I take my medicine every night, Marisol. And the medicine is, um, I do want to say what I take. I take Abilify. I take it every night right before bed. And that's what um, keeps me from having psychosis and, like, losing my mind. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So so with your medicine that you're currently on, like, you just, like, do you, do you feel, with reality, like, do you feel like... Yeah you are present or you are not losing your mind yes I feel like definitely in the middle you know what I mean not too high not too low definitely know what's like rational thinking um I also wanted to say that with my medicine not going into psychosis oh I lost it I was about to say something um dang it this is gonna bother me but this medicine is actually really good. Like, it actually takes my appetite away. And Depakote used to make me want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that about my medicine. But I have something else to say about when I'm alone. I hope okay, well, well, while you think of that, I was thinking about this earlier this week, weekend, how whenever you did go through, I'm not sure if it was your first or second episode, where you told me that... I was Harry Potter and that since Harry Potter has a scar on his forehead and I have a scar on my forehead um, that somehow we were like there was some connection there and I remember when you told me that I was like oh my goodness I have to listen I have to watch Harry Potter did you watch it I did watch Harry Potter and there's a big snake in there did you feel it maybe Maybe, yes, but I was like, there's a big old snake in there, and the connection is I hate snakes, and the, the snake is a very <laughs> evil, bad person in the um, 
books or movies or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that this weekend. Whenever I am manic, I say some off the wall shit, man. But it's kind of funny. Like I, I think I'm funny when I am manic, but also scary. Um, I just I don't think everything's off the wall. I feel like if you really think about it, you're like, hmm, I can see where that could that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, Trump, Donald Trump is running for president, so if he wins, maybe I'm psychic. <laughs> I hope I'm not psychic. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this could all be like foreshadowed. I'm just joking, though. Um, I actually had therapy today, and I had to tell my story all over again about when I was bipolar, and my therapist was very, very much entertained, and I feel like he's very intrigued about me. You're a good storyteller. Like you, you tell. You're really good at whenever you're telling stories. So I think it's because I have an early childhood degree, and I always wanted to read stories to kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But we are thinking about. Let's go ahead and talk about what's coming in the next episode. Let's let yeah. them. Yeah. So, do you want to go into that? Yeah, I think you now know my bipolar journey. You know that. It's been some highs, some lows, and I'm doing okay. I'm functioning. I have friends. I have a life. I'm a mother. That's another thing. When I was bipolar in the mental hospital in Mexico, I remember they told me, don't ever have kids. They were like, you don't want to have kids because you can't handle it because you're bipolar. Prove Mm -hmm. them wrong. I'm a great mother. I always love proving people wrong. You know what I mean? Like, if the statistic says that I'm going to be fucked up, I love proving it wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Um. Uh, so I do want to say if anybody out there is bipolar and struggling, it gets better. Like, it, it totally gets better. Like, you learn to handle it, if that makes sense. Like, I actually know not to get too happy because I know that will trigger me. Like, I always have to kind of, like, not get way too happy, if that makes sense. And How do you prevent that? I start thinking in my head, don't get too happy, don't get too happy. Like, you have to stay normal. Like, like it sounds crazy, but it works. Mm-hmm. It's very mental. Like, our, our minds are so powerful. Like I 100% believe that for sure. Um, but for the next episode, I kind of want it because this was such a heavy subject to kind of be random facts about us. Maybe we'll touch some pop culture, but like random facts about us. Like um, maybe we'll go more into like our little horoscopes and like random facts about where we were born and like what's our favorite food and shit like that. Yeah, so our last two episodes have been pretty deep, and um, for the next episode, we wanted it to be more of a random, like, kind of, like, girl talk, girl chit-chat, and I know me and Nancy talked about maybe having a couple of drinks, so, like, maybe, like, not the, not a sober episode. I love that. I think will be really fun. One fun fact I normally don't drink. I love to drink. I love to drink. I was like, I normally don't drink, and there's a reason for that, so I'm probably not going to have a lot to drink. But we'll see where where it takes us. I love to drink, and there's a reason for that. I love the way it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate the way it tastes. I love the way it tastes. I think it's a, I get it from my grandpa. He's a true alcoholic, and it's hereditary. Oh. Um. <laughs> Anyways, it's minute thirty-five. Thank you so much for listening. Follow our Instagram. Follow our Spotify. Rate us. Give us five stars, please. Um, follow us on Apple. Rate us on Apple. And thank you. And have a great night. Good night.